Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on pools and spas and other outdoor cool water feature stuff. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. I am Garth Haslam, and you are not. I'm Heidi Hansen. She's, she's Heidi Hansen, the uh, the person who makes it actually a doable thing for you to listen to these <laughs> podcasts. Well, I know you'd still <clears throat> listen to Garth, but and in this case, video cast. Yeah, it's fun for me to be here too. <clears throat> you know, today could be. Uh, looks like it's going to be the end of the podcast recordings, at least for a while, and now we're going to video. So now I have to do my hair before I come see you. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I don't have to do my hair. <laughs> Because it all grows on my knuckles. <laughs> you lucky guy. So this time around, uh, we're, we're going to talk about pools and spas and all those other outdoor cool water features. And um, as always, how to keep your money and your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Of course. The number one <clears throat> priority for sure. Or in this case, maybe it's the morgue or maybe keep your family out of the lawyer's office. Mm, the lawyer's office. That's <clears throat> a good place to stay away from. <laughs> We know that. Yeah, there was a number of years ago, I was in a lawyer's office, and uh, I knew the guy in there, and he says, oh, hi, how are you? And I says, good. And he says, no, you're not. You're in a lawyer's office. <laughs> yeah, I had an attorney once that told me, this is not a fun job, because you always deal with the worst part of people's lives. Yes. Most often, anyway. Very true. Perhaps we, uh, perhaps we blame lawyers when they just simply reflect the worst in all of us. That's true. Yeah. Worst in some of us. Perhaps some of us are just really good people that well, are trying to defend ourselves. There, there that is was no my worst experience. in you. <laughs> I have a lot mine. of worst in me. So speaking of the worst, let's uh, let's talk about uh, how to avoid uh, you know having that whole thing because you know whether you've got a swimming pool in your backyard, whether you've got a spa in your backyard, maybe it's a water feature, maybe it's even a drinking fountain. Maybe you just wish you had mm. any or all of the above. Oh, that, yeah, there. they all sound pretty good to me. And you know we're building your mansion, Heidi. That's right. I, I know what this mansion is going to look like. The wheels inside my head are rolling. <clears throat> As part of the research that I did, I actually went to a, uh, a lawyer's website. And he basically says, okay, all of these things are actionable, um, meaning that you can successfully sue somebody. Really? <clears throat> and so wow. he, he created this list of, um, you know, what the actionable items are relating to uh, swimming pools. It's, it's quite a long list. Oh, makes you be a little bit afraid to have a swimming pool almost. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> uh, the, so I made that list, and uh, the first item on the list is you can actually be sued because your water temperatures are too high. Really? Yeah. And, you know, and that's perhaps a little bit of a, of a oversimplistic statement. If your water temperatures are too high, it can be hard on your heart and your system, mm. and it can actually cause you to faint. And then you go into the water, you drown, and you bet. Then you're getting phone calls from mm. lawyers. And, you know, nobody wants that scenario. And it's not, of course, it's not just the phone call from the lawyer. Uh, you're getting a phone call from the morgue. Uh, you're getting, you're getting a, lots of phone calls from lots of places that you don't want to get calls from. Wow. So what about the bathtubs? <laughs> I mean... Obviously, those are hot water. Yeah, I, I don't know that most of us actually have a, uh, a thermostat or a temperature gauge for what the, uh, the, the the bathtub is. I'm thinking that's probably less of an issue because you've got a smaller volume of water 
it's um, it's being it, its temperature is being reduced by the tub itself, by the mm. body, etc. So you know uh, if if you've got a hot tub and maybe you keep it at 105, 110 degrees, whatever you keep it at, yeah. uh, that is too hot. Um, that water is going to remain too hot. Mm. Um, I go back to a personal story where um, <clears throat> I had a brother-in-law who had access to a cabin up in the mountains, and that cabin was just cool in a thousand ways. Mm. But one of the th reasons why it was cool is it had this very nice hot tub. Wow. He stayed in there too long, and he had a little bit of trouble getting out. And really? after he did, he was on his hands and knees just breathing for the next 10 minutes, and then he was pretty much done for the day. Really? Yeah, it stayed in too long. And I don't know what the temperatures were. I, I was just happy to jump in the hot tub at the time. But right. <laughs> I certainly noticed it myself as well. So it wiped him out. So, yeah, just the temperature alone uh, can be an issue in, in mm. hot tubs. Uh, now, the research that I've done said 96 to 104 degrees. Right. And is safe, you mean? Is, is safe. Okay. So if you, like I mentioned, if you got 105, 106, 110 degrees... Um, you know, that might result in that phone call from the lawyer or worse. Turn that baby down while you still have the energy to do so, right? right. <laughs> while you're still alive to do so. In addition, um, you can be sued for overchlorinating or underchlorinating the water. Mm, yeah, bacterial infections. and Yeah, and there's a thousand good stories I can tell about that. Yeah, too. I bet. <clears throat> like, I just uh, am finishing up. As a matter of fact, it's, it's still a, a work in progress, but there's this meth-contaminated house that we're doing. Right. And it's got this way cool um, swimming pool in the backyard. Really? Of course, the pool is, is mostly drained, but now, right now, in the bottom, it's got... I'm going to say six to eight inches of just green goo. Ooh, slimy stuff. And so you look at that and you think, man, I don't know if that pool can be cleaned. Really? But it can. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how to do that in one of the other segments. But if you are under chlorinating your swimming pool, uh, pretty much, you know, the, the pool might not be green, but yeah. it's still going to be... A problem. Maybe you have some things growing that you can't detect. Yeah, so yeah. easily. And it all gets on the skin, and then and then if you got that under chlorinated pool, then the skin starts having rashes, and mm. life starts to mm. suck. Oh, that's not good. So a meth house that wasn't the poor beaten down. Sounds like a pretty nice place about a big old swimming pool. <clears throat> yeah, it was in a nice area. I'm going to say uh, it's probably about four thousand square feet. Uh, when the place was raided, they actually took out about 13 people in handcuffs, and all of them were high. Mm. And so you know what sort of environment it was. The neighbors were more than happy to have us go in because they believe, and we'll see if this turns out to be true, they believe that's going to improve the neighborhood. Oh, I'm sure it will. Yeah, only I'm not sure the guy's actually going to sell. Really? So, but he's got a swimming mm. pool to work out. Now, if you overchlorinate, you can also have dermatitis issues. Mm. Um, and again, referring to my meth decontamination background, um, there was a while when I was using sodium hypochlorite, also known as chlorine. Okay, so bleach. Bleach. Yeah, sodium hypochlorite actually came from a pool and spa store. That's where I got it. Right. It was meant for pools. Um, but I quickly found in uh, while I was doing the meth remediations that you know if you're using that indoors, that's a deadly environment. If you're breathing that stuff, oh. you're you're dead in seconds. Really. So I had to have some very high end 
protective equipment to, to protect me from that. Was this an indoor pool? Uh, no, this was actually a meth remediation on a house. Oh, oh, okay. Stop. And, yeah. <laughs> and so, and then one day I actually had my, because of the equipment I had, I actually had my face mask ripped away from me. That was the last time I used that stuff. Because really? I barely managed to escape with my body intact. Really? Um, it's that intense. It is that intense. So, uh, yeah, and, and another reason is my body just pretty much rejects chlorine anymore. So I, I can't use this stuff, even if I wanted to. So be careful about doing it yourself. So, yeah, one thing you learn then is that uh, the body um, doesn't necessarily, at least my body, doesn't necessarily appreciate chlorine. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same sort of reaction might be occurring if you're over-chlorinating your swimming pool or your hot tub. Mm. Mm. Similarly, at the same time, and, and if, you're, if you're over-chlorinating, not only can you get the dermatitis from the, the chlorine that's right. all over the place, but you can also get Legionnaire's disease. That's how that, that builds up. Now, what is Legionnaire's disease? Uh, Maybe you don't want to go into that too much. but Yeah, it's, it's a lung issue. And, really? You know, we had the... I think you and I were a little bit younger then. Really? But uh, they had a Legionnaires conference, um, Foreign Legion, and a bunch of people that actually went to this conference died. Oh. And that was back east, but basically Legionnaires disease is, is something that can kill you. And so that can build up if you've got uh, an, an over-chlorinated Mm. sort of pool. So I've got to be a little bit more careful about cleaning my bathrooms with chlorine, maybe. You're scaring me. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, if you're just cleaning your bathroom, you know, that may not not be a Legionnaire's disease thing, but it it can certainly be a chlorine thing. Mm. And, yeah, that's that's not good for you. As the meth remediator, I have moved on to other chemicals that are not chlorine. Really? Do Do they leave things smelling that clean and fresh? Very clean and very fresh. Really? Okay, it's, we'll yeah. talk later. Maybe and you, post that on your website. You go everyone. into a home that has been decontaminated with chlorine, and it definitely smells, you know, in the early going, you just can't be in there. It burns your eyes, burns your lungs, and it sends you a very clear message that you do not get to be in that house for a while longer. Right. Uh, then after a while, it's, it smells a little bit more... Clears out. Clean and Airs fresh. out. Yeah. So you, uh, you know, going back to the pool and spa thing, if you overchlorinate, if you underchlorinate, you're going to have issues. Mm. So you know, if you're going to do that, you know, that's great, and I'm sure your mansion's going to have probably both a pool and a spa. And they must have testing strips for the right amount of chlorine, right? Yes, they right? do. Right, testing strips. Uh, but you want to respect that stuff and make sure that it's, um, you know, that you're doing it well and not just guessing. Mm. Another one of the things I've done in my life was I used to inspect and clean drinking water storage tanks in scuba gear. Oh. You know, that water that you're drinking? Yeah. I would dive down in it. <laughs> and look at the dead raccoons in the bottom. <laughs> and look at, yeah, we'd clean out all the dead critters, the, the dirt, the grasshoppers, the bees, Yikes. the birds, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, get those out of there so that the water was uh, just a little bit cleaner. So what, this is off the topic, but what do you use to clean your bathrooms? I don't want to leave everybody else hanging. I know I can ask you afterward, but they can't. You know, you can go for pretty much any household disinfectant. Uh, you know, Clorox works uh, for, for you perhaps more than me because my body can't handle Clorox anymore. Mm. Um, but Lysol, um, you know, you can use, there's a million different sorts of uh, disinfectants and they're all good. Mm. Okay. 
Um, now, so we're, we've talked about the overchlorinated and the underchlorinated. Another one of the the, uh, the ways to land your family in the uh, hospital is supervision. Supervision. Oh yes. <laughs> supervision. <laughs> Where are the kids and the toddlers? <laughs> yeah. Now my first thought Where's when I uh, when I went pool? to the supervision thing is I thought yeah those people those irresponsible people not me but right. those people not your grandchild <laughs> right dying in the pool <laughs> that are out there drowning in pools. Um, it's them, not me. But, you know, it was only just a few days ago when I was at the pool with my uh, grandkids, three of them. Yes. Youngest is my granddaughter. She's three. And um, she was as close to me as you are right now. Right. You know, she, she could reach out and touch me and I could reach out and touch, touch her. The problem was that wasn't adequate supervision. Because... Really? I was facing forward, waiting for her older brother to come out of the out of the tube. Right. She was sitting here where you are, on the edge of the pool, and while I was facing this way, she was jumping in the water. Bye, and, bye, Grandpa. Yeah, and it was a it was a she's three feet high. The pool was four and a half feet high. Whoa. So we can do the math. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that that even that close, that was inadequate supervision. It, it reminded me that uh, I might not get the Grandpa of the Year award, you know, because there was that attempt for her to drown. You know, we were the one time we went to Disneyland as a family. We were walking by a pool, coming out of the hotel, and I had my daughter with me, and she was behind me. All of a sudden, she jumped in, and I had been warning her all along. I kept saying, "Watch out! Don't go! Don't go near the pool!" Etc. She got curious, she jumped in, and I didn't even notice it, and finally a lady, you know, calls my name or hollers at me a second later, and I hear this splashing, and, and she comes out, <laughs> and she says, I didn't want to drown. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a correct response. Yeah. Most of us don't You're right. I mean, I had my eye on her, I kept saying, okay, stay away from the pool, stay away from the pool, I turn my back, and then she jumps in while I wasn't looking, she really just... I was so curious. So most of us, you know, when we think about swimming pools, we're thinking supervision basically means having an eye on them. You yeah. know, and depending on the child, you might need to do a whole lot better than that. Yeah. Eye on be. them might mean 30 feet away. Might mean a life jacket and a leash or something. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have that leash. Right, exactly. So if you have... Um, a lot of people complain in a, in a chlorinated pool about their eyes burning and uh, maybe there's, their lungs are burning. Yeah. And what's happening there, actually, as part of the research, they said that every person who jumps into the pool, you've got to, you've got to, you just assume that they're bringing in two shot glasses worth of urine in there with them. Yeah. <laughs> because that's how the math works out. Wow, that's probably about right. <laughs> Which really. is kind of disgusting. But when you have a urine overload and you have more urine than the than the disinfectant can handle, uh, especially if it's chlorine, you're going to get chloramines, and the chloramines are going to be what uh, burns your eyes and burns your lungs. Really? So if that's happening, it means that you know not enough chlorine, too much nastiness. So that actually elevates the irritation levels. Right. And so the fix for smelling chlorine is not reducing the chlorine, it's actually increasing it. Oh, wow. Because we've got to, uh, you know, we've got to have an excess of, of chlorine that is still there, ready and waiting 
to disinfect all the little nasties that now are in the that's, pool. Now, that's interesting. Did you catch that? You might want to say that again. Seriously. Yeah, so if you smell chlorine and it's nasty, you need to add chlorine. Right, and some people probably do rely on the smell and just think, oh, we better cut back on the chlorine. This right. pool smells like chlorine. Right, right. And the same thing actually applies with uh, drinking water. If, if the water smells like chlorine, it's the same chemical process that is happening. Um, you have... You have inadequate amounts of disinfectant in the water, so it, it uh, results again in the chloramines, and the chloramines are what we're smelling. Well, you know what I've noticed? An interesting thing, in the morning, I seem to have a more chlorinated smelling and tasting water than I do throughout the day. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, and that's probably because the water gets stagnant in the pipes, maybe in the pipes in your house, maybe in the pipes in the street, but the uh, you know whatever is in there is being disinfected. It's using up the uh, the free chlorine that is mm. in the water, and then once it gets delivered to you, it's um, you know that that residual chlorine is gone, and so you're smelling chloramines. Wow. So what about what about salt? Salt is. Can much we talk better. about salt? Yeah, let's get since we're <laughs> burning up this chlorine topic. We are actually going to talk, in, uh, we've got a whole segment going for, for salt versus bromine versus chlorine versus, you know, UV lights. We've got a whole segment for that. And okay. that's, that's coming up next. So consider this to be the tease. <laughs> this is the tease. Yeah. Um, pH is important in a swimming pool because if you don't have the pH right, the chlorine can't do its job well. Mm, so okay. these are all things that a person has to, you know, if you're planning on putting a, a, a water feature into your backyard, uh, these are things you're going to have to have a long conversation with the pool guy about, you know, about understanding the difference mm. between, you know, the materials and the pH, and you're going to have all that going. It's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. So in other words, you have to be a chemist to own a swimming pool. Almost. Almost. You know, my, uh, my brother-in-law decided one day that he wanted to get a... Um, a hot tub. Yeah. He found one where they were giving it away for free. <laughs> right. Sounds like a good price. <laughs> <laughs> he went over and got it. He used me and, you know, his, he's he's got more muscles in his leg than I have in my entire body. But I was really? part of the process. Right. And um, and so as we were loading up that that hot tub, the people that gave it to us, looked at us and kind of grinned and they said thank you for taking this away <laughs> are you serious so he took it to his backyard we loaded it up and put it back there and it quickly became a liability in his backyard too but the reason i'm bringing this up is that you can't just plant uh you know a water feature in your backyard and have it be awesome there's there's a learning curve and there's maintenance that has to go on there so was there a problem with that hot tub, or were they just tired of dealing with all the issues? I, I think it was more work than joy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So if you've got, uh, you know, you got you got the pH you got to deal with. Now, obviously, um, hot tubs and alcohol kind of go hand in hand. Mm. And you don't need... Oh, you're talking about drinking alcohol. Right. Well, they don't have to go hand in hand. I mean, we're not encouraging that. <laughs> and if you've got Heidi here, I mean, Heidi's the party all I by herself. I, yeah, I don't need any alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it need it deserves to be said that if you've got too much alcohol and um, and water, then people start drowning. Yeah, definitely. Unless, unless you're cooking chicken Madeira, then maybe, maybe I might... Yeah. 
Yeah, give in. Well, I might have to try some <laughs> of the chicken. Uh, now, again, because I used to be the, uh, the storage tank cleaner, um, one of the things that we as divers learned to stay away from was the tank drain. Really? Because that drain, you know, especially in these big quarter million or even million or two million gallon tanks, when that thing starts to suck water, it pulls water hard. And, then, and if you're near that, you suddenly go down the drain now out into the drinking water system. Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, no. So there's no grate or anything to no. keep the they, stuff? They don't expect divers to be in there. Are you kidding me? Um, that is freaky. So, yeah, you, you learn to stay away from those and give those a healthy distance. Uh, same kind of thing can apply. I have heard of deaths occurring in pool drains where somebody got too close to that. Really? Yeah. So, are they that big? You know, for a pool, they're not. But for a, uh, you know, a smaller child, uh, they get down there and... They get sucked, can't move, and get back up to the surface, probably. Now, of course, you've got to imagine this scenario. Um, If if we've got somebody in the pool and the pool is draining, I mean, pools don't drain every day. Right. But, uh, you know, just have you be aware that there are grates and things that should be on there. And as the homeowner, if you're putting a pool in, you're going to want to make sure that you're just protecting little Johnny from being mm-hmm. sucked in there, to at least to the point that he drowns. You know, he may not actually go back to the recycle system, but he's still dead. He's still held under the water into that. <laughs> right. So that's another thing that you're going to want to be aware <laughs> yeah. of. Now, back on the lawyer list. Oh, okay. Back to the actionable list. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> The, uh, the, the actionable list says uh, you can be successfully sued if you don't have the safety fence. Okay. And even if you don't have the warning signs. Really? Yeah. So you need a fence and a warning sign. Yeah, you need the, the proper fence and the proper warning signs. And, of course, you don't want to put up a, a vinyl fence because then you can't see, and that goes back to the supervision thing. Right. So um, you'll want to make sure that you, you get that fencing and the signing right, too. Even if you did everything else, but you don't have the sign, you could still have problems and then get phone calls from the lawyers. So does the fence have to be one of those pointed, spiky ones? That yeah. Does it? <laughs> with, the, uh, with the broken glass that bottles on the pokes top. pokes people. So I wonder if there's an actionable list for pokey fences. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm tormenting you. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to talk to <laughs> We'll talk about fences <clears throat> poking you in the next yeah. segment. I don't have so any friends. Back to the actionable. lawyers. Right. <laughs> back to the actionable list. Now, another thing, uh, and this is, uh, this is not a legal thing, it's just a reality thing, kind of more of an engineering thing. Um, <clears throat> where I used to be in that business of uh, cleaning drinking water storage tanks, I, I heard stories about what went wrong with storage tanks. Right. And in one case, the overflow uh, got plugged up with this styrofoam stuff that they had used to line the, ex- the interior of the storage tank. Oh, so okay. the styrofoam stuff came off. It's floating on the top side of the water. You've got the uh, the lid of the storage tank, uh, you know, a couple of feet above that. And then as the water uh, tank was trying to overflow, the styrofoam got into there. It didn't overflow now because it's plugged. Mm. Next thing you know is that water rises, rises. Now it's lifting the lid of the storage tank off. Wow. And even though we have plenty of rebar that is holding that uh the lid onto the rest of the storage tank right that rebar is not enough really so it only takes you know half of a psi before that lid was just shredded really 
because you, you do the math, the number of square feet, and then there's if you got say one psi, uh, that's 144 p pounds per square foot times the thousands of square feet going, and you can you can see where that that lid just gets shredded. Mm. The same sort of thing applies if you have a pool in high groundwater. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so let's say that uh, maybe you, you do a 10-foot pool and your groundwater level is six feet down. Right. You've got all that pressure against the edges, and if you drain the pool, that pressure can easily tear up the walls of your pool. Really? So you'll want to be... Aware so of you that. just want to make sure it's well reinforced. Yes. Is that well, and if you adequate? if you got water there, uh, the reinforcing may or may not work. Uh, the the. So you just may not be able to drain your pool. <clears throat> yeah, you just don't drain the pool. You ever. can you can cycle it so that you can get some of the stale water out, but you can't ever drain it. Really? If, if you've got that groundwater issue. Really? Oh. Yeah. So if you just moved into a new home with a pool, you might want to check what your groundwater level is before you drain it. Yes, and it's surprising sometimes where the groundwater is. I know that my brother, for example, he built a, he was going to build a home uh, in a part of the foothills near a mountain. Yes. And it turned out the groundwater level was only uh, inches from the surface of the soil. Really? So as he was, uh, was going to build a basement, and he was, as he was beginning to dig there, he ended up with a pool. Wow. So he kind of canceled that contract and decided to stay where he was really really wow yeah um things we just don't think about things we don't think (laughs) about that's why we need a that's why we need garth home medic to that's right keep things sane i thought you were going to convince me to get a hot tub today but now you're convincing me they might be more trouble than i wanted hot tubs are still awesome I, I agree. You, you just got to be prepared for that. You just got to hire somebody to you know, take care of it, maybe. It's kind of the $10, $10,000 fix. You know, the, uh, the the chemistry that you have to do is, is is easily learned. It just needs to be done. Right. And, you know, that's we'll call that the $10 thing. The $10,000 thing is when you get out, and now you've become the, the monster from the Black Lagoon. Or maybe you're skimping <clears> on those <throat> testing strips, which you don't want to skip on those, right? Right. No exactly. skimping on the testing No strips. skimping. There will be no skimping. <laughs> Speaking of skimping, you want to also be careful about diapers and uh, you know what pets like to do. E- e- what? Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I know what they like to do. Even food uh, in and near the swimming pool is going to basically become the equivalent of, of poop. Because yeah. the uh, you know it, it starts to biodegrade and then it takes all those bugs to turn that back into whatever nature wants to turn it into. Really? Yeah. So you want to be careful about that. Um, well, you've got dogs sometimes jumping in the swimming pools. Right. Yeah, and um, and filling them up with hair, <laughs> filling the filters up with hair. <laughs> this reminds me of another story. My daughter's. Um, we're in a hotel pool once. Right. And, of course, I was six feet away. But first thing I know, I see, I try to turn my head. Next thing I know, there is a poop. There's a log <laughs> in the hot tub right next to them. Yikes. And uh, one of my daughters is going, oh, look at that. And she wants to reach her hand out to touch it. Oh, my word. Uh, <laughs> talking about the need for supervision. Right. Uh, <laughs> Super supervision. <laughs> So, you know, these are things that uh, I just want to have you be aware of. Now, obviously, if you've got your own swimming pool, you've got your own uh, uh, 
hot tub in the backyard, you can control this a lot better yeah. than the public pool. You maybe want to put your pool in your basement or inside <laughs> with all these actionable items to but worry about. If you, this is why you want to rinse yourself off before and after. Now, I have another story that okay. comes to mind. Let's do it. <clears throat> My wife used to own a tanning salon. Yes. And what we found out is, you know, and of course, as part of the process of having a tanning salon, you clean the beds before each use. Right. And you do so with, you know, the, uh, the disinfectants that are available for that. What we found out in the process was that, you know, there was actually a guy who peed in that bed. Oh, no. And Seriously? I could tell you more stories. But then Ooh. we did some research, and it turns out that uh, urine and sweat are not that much different, different and sweat might actually, in, in certain ways, be grosser than urine. Really? And is that anybody's sweat? I mean... <clears throat> I mean, is it just certain people sweat? Or I'm, I'm just curious how I much I need to worry about yeah, sweat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I have the answer to that question. So if I give my sweaty boy a, a hug after his tennis match, <laughs> do I need to worry? <laughs> Take a shower. He's pretty clean, kid. He's got very nice hygiene for uh, You know, the question becomes, you know, what's in his pores? And I don't think any of us can answer that question. That is interesting. You know, a lot depends on... You know, I, I know that as the, the Frisbee player, uh, sometimes during certain parts of the year, I feel clean after sweating hard. Yeah. And that's just gross because I know how I got feeling clean. You know, I got all that <laughs> stuff out of my pores. So, you know, of course, the employees in the tanning salon were all kinds of grossed out about cleaning up somebody's urine. Right. But then we... The uh, guy didn't take the towel <clears throat> or anything? He didn't, like, help? I think he was trying to sabotage Really? Oh, I could tell you grosser stories oh, than that. that's not nice. Um, and then you got this 16-year-old girl that has to clean it up. Mm-hmm. But we actually made them feel better about the urine by telling them that the sweat was so nasty. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Now, all of this applies to swimming pools as well. You want to rinse before so that your sweat doesn't become somebody else's contaminant. And then you want to rinse after so that, so that you're protecting yourself from somebody else's sweat that now becomes your contaminant. Yeah. And, uh, and finally, and as Makes always, sense. you know, there is electrical uh, in those pools and spas. And if things go wrong, people get shocked. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound quite fun either. <laughs> and as the home inspector, I've, I've seen that. You touch the water, you get a zap. Really? Yeah. So is it yeah. bad enough that somebody has to worry about actually dying, you know? I mean, is that a threat or is it mostly just a low-grade electrocution well, type thing? I'm going to lump it into the $10, $10,000 fix. I mean, I don't know how much... In this case, what was happening was the uh, the electrical connection to the under pool light was not proper, so mm. so that was the the electrical source. And I, you know, I don't know enough about pools and electricity of that nature so that I can say it will or it will not kill you. You know, depending on what the scenario might look like. Right. I mean, I don't know if you were to basically do the equivalent of stick a live wire in the swimming pool, what it might do. Um, I don't know if that varies depending on the salinity in the pool or how big the pool mm. is. So really what I can do is I can tell you, be careful about it. Yeah, be careful. And if you're still alive after you get shocked, I'm sure you'll jump out, right? <laughs> <laughs> At the very least. 
<laughs> At least you I know, would. I'm thinking, you know, what, 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 my, what my brain is telling me is that if you jump clear from the pool to the, or from the side into the pool, you might get a zap perhaps when you go in, but then you're in the field. I don't know. I, I believe that to be correct. I'm really? not sure. But then when you're getting out. Like and the more in <clears throat> you are, the more... The less of a shock you feel. Now that's really Maybe. that sounds like a new yeah, amusement I, park test or something. <laughs> but then you go to get out, shock pool, and then you're grounding yourself to the concrete or whatever, oh. and then you're getting zapped. So then you just have to stay in the pool for the rest of your life and have somebody wow. bring you sandwiches. You are learning all kinds of new things today <laughs> from us. <laughs> so, stay in the know, pool and this... have sandwich delivery twenty four seven. This segment, you know, it has gone long, but it, it, it is uh, a list of the many ways that your pool or spa or whatever can kill you or result in um, trips to the lawyer's office, the morgue, you know, the hospital, whatever. And that's, that's our job is to keep your money and your wallet, your family out of the hospital. And it, we're all, it almost sounds like we're trying to keep you out of the swimming pool, but we're not. Yeah. Now... We spoiled all the fun today. I <laughs> feel really like we did. really spoiled all the fun. Well, one, what I tell people is, is that uh, as a home inspector, it is my job to be a pessimist. I'm, right. I'm a professional grouch. You know, I, I, if there's something to be to grumble about at a house, it's my job to notice it and to grumble about it. Well, maybe we better just tell them how good it feels to get in there and feel those jets on your back. And, and, and that's the $10 fix. You know, you have a hot tub. It costs you $10 a day to run, but you don't have to go to the doctor for back surgery because you just get such therapeutic treatment from your hot tub. Yeah. I'm just thinking about a painted picture of the, going, the, the positives. Uh, of, and I, I totally agree, right? I've been doing battle with my legs and my knees, and if I had a jetted tub in my backyard, I would be a happier boy right now. Yeah, me too. I'm feeling the same way. Yeah? Yeah, I just want to get those knots out of my shoulders. <clears throat> you just need to buy just one. imagining and myself there against the jets, you know? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Heidi's buying it. She's the one with the mansion. All right, All right. give so, me the mansion and I'll pay for the upkeep fee of the hot tub. How's that? Done. <laughs> More information at homemedicworld.com. Uh, we'll have discussions there and, you know, the kinds of uh, pools that might be better. And, uh, you know, we'll have the treatment options that are available. Uh, we're just going to have the world's coolest web page on Yeah. I think he's talking about water treatment, not electrocution treatment. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Just if, you, if you want to be electrocuted, that's <laughs> a totally different. Don't, don't come to me don't for that. Don't come to Garth for that. Then I'd be getting calls from the lawyer. <laughs> Shock pool. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to do that now. All right. They probably will. Yeah. Homemedicworld.com. And finally, and as always, be yourself because only Heidi gets to have the shock pool. Ooh. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Julie Ann McKay with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. We are talking about a very, very powerful oil today. It's our Immune Support Blend. <laughs> You're going to rub it all over. We're talking about our immune support blend. This blend is actually very, very effective in diffusing into the air. It will cleanse the air. Another way to use our immune support blend is to rub it on the bottoms of your feet, especially if your kids are going to school. During school season, those seasonal threats, it's very, very powerful there. And if you diffuse it in your home or office during fall or winter months, it absolutely will help cleanse that air and keep your family well, if you'd like to know more about this crucial oil, go ahead and contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.